with a recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon, recap, or an acronym that I don't really know what it is. I didn't think about it ahead of time. Hmm. Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. Dave preached. I wasn't there. I was in South City's kids ad hocking a similar lesson yeah. with uh, 25 little kids, which was great. How did that go? Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed it a lot. Did they get it? Did they get the questions? Questions, good, helpful. I skipped every single one of your questions because I didn't even know what they were. And I ad hoced a story about being a janitor at a church and mm. sewage backup to talk about how sin is like darkening our hearts and how Jesus offers us cleansing. Well, I'm this glad is, I put the time in. This has been the recap. Thanks for <laughs> yes. listening. Sorry. It was very ad hoc. They were overwhelmed upstairs. The 777 was on and I stepped upstairs. Thanks for writing those questions though. Yeah. So Dave, uh, recap Ephesians 4 verses 17 through 32. And since I wasn't there, I will leave it to Nick and Stacy, like two inquisitors of old to take your sermon put it up on the torturing rack and examine it closely to see if there's any fault. Wow. <laughs> wow. So go ahead, Dave, recap. I feel sermon. nervous to recap <laughs> my sermon now. Uh, three points were to no longer walk as the Gentiles do and uh, showing that that's because they're, they're darkened in their understanding. They have hard hearts that haven't yet been saved and regenerated in order to be able to see like Paul was so, Sure, the Ephesians could see. In chapter one, he's sure that the world around them can't see. And he says, because of that difference, you know, don't be like them. You have more. You have more resources, more help. You've been saved. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. So put on the new self. Talked about it, you know, like don't put on those dirty, uh, grungy clothes again. Uh, Put on new, clean, fresh clothes um, that have been washed by the blood of Jesus. And then he ends after kind of talking about uh, here's who they are, here's who you are, so act like who you are after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Then he gives them commands. Um, And I think, I mean, what I try to talk about in this section is that, um, you know, commands sometimes can be seen as killjoys. You know, they're they're not just you're saved by grace. They're, hey, go do this. But uh, the phrase that's helped me think about it over the years is that the commands of Christ are meant to lead us into the life of Christ, into the redeemed, regenerated heart that has the Holy Spirit dwelling in it. The command comes and it rightly reorients us to see what's true, good, and beautiful, that we might walk in the life of Christ and um, and obey. Because uh, obedience to the creator of all things is, is uh, an expression of worship in saying, you're right, you, you have created the world to work in a certain way that we want to walk in with you. And it's good and good for human flourishing and good for the glory of God that we would walk in those things by the power of the Spirit. So that was a summary. The way we ended was just actually me reading uh, the commands and then asking a couple of questions about each and letting people just quietly meditate in their own hearts and letting the spirit kind of do his work. What I said about him is that these commands are not complex. You know, it's not like they need a lot of exposition. What does it mean to lie? Um, You know, people know what that means. (laughs) So instead of spending a long time doing that, I just read them and let the Holy Spirit go to work in our people. And like he had all week for me. So, yeah. Yeah, 
looking at the manuscript here uh, so I can give a little bit of input, but Stacy and Nick, what kind of, uh, what kind of questions did you have? What did you find striking about the sermon? Cross-examine, find fault. I thought it was great. No <laughs> criticism. Nope. <laughs> okay. I don't have any criticism. Well, now that we've cleared out criticisms from Nick, any other observations, Nick? Um, I really liked how you ended well, just with the reflection time. Um, I thought it was a great way just to really let it hit home. Um, do you think, uh, one question, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think, I mean, it, in one sense, not grieving the Holy Spirit mm. is really easy to understand, but do you think that means anything specific other than just don't sin in general? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting um, that these commands are in the context of one another's. You know, all these commands are one another's. And yeah, this is actually, I'm happy you asked. It's one of the things I thought, should I do more on this? And I didn't. Um, but I, I do think that it's connected to the, the oneness of the body here. Mm-hmm. You were sealed for the day of redemption so that this work is happening, this day is coming. The Holy Spirit seals and the Holy Spirit brings about this unity. Um, and uh, and I think that it has to do with acting, like, like you said, sinning in general certainly grieves the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But I think here in particular, it's a grieving that you would sin in such a way as divides and destroys this body, um, this people who are called to live as a display of the gospel and instead you're Mm -hmm. displaying a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Stacey, what do you think? I thought it was great. Um, I, interestingly, am a part of a group on Wednesday nights called Renewing Our Minds. And so (laughs) this... Just perfectly, Where'd you get that title? <laughs> it just perfectly fed right into um, what we're talking about in our group. And, and so um, I thought it was really helpful. Um, your point about like remembering who you are from Ephesians 1 to 3, mm-hmm. like that's part of the truth that we need to renew mm-hmm. our minds with mm-hmm. because all these commands just are flowing out of that, are meant to flow out of that. Right, um, right. And I think... I don't know if I actually have a question, but yeah. um, I wonder if you would just talk a little bit about how, you know, in verse 23, be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Yeah. But that was contrasted with, um, you know, the old self that's corrupt with deceitful desires. Like how mm-hmm. are our minds, like our thoughts and our desires connected? Yeah, that's good. Um, I think... So I actually take renewed in the spirit of your minds there to be um, uh, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's at work to renew our minds. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the way Paul used spirit or like the idea of being spiritual. Um, So I don't take it as kind of a a, some realm out there, but that the Holy Spirit's doing work to make us uh, more spiritual or in line with the desires of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think in the sermon, the way I tried to explain it a little bit was just to say, you know, what happens in the moment of temptation? You know, what happens in the moment of wanting to go back and put on those old clothes? Um, and I think, I think that's where I talked about, you know, you stop <laughs> and you breathe and yep. you remember who you are. You know, you remember 
that you've been purchased. You remember you've been adopted. You remember that you have an eternal hope and future. And then you say, because that's who I am, Jesus is my king and he's my savior and he's my friend. And therefore, even though in this moment it's hard, I want to I want to follow him because I know from experience, because uh, he says that's not the way you've been taught. You know what I mean? You you, you know better is what he's saying. Um, I know that if I click on that link or participate in that gossip or nurse that bitter thought or, you know, overeat because of stress, you know, like all the, all these little things, I know from experience that that doesn't actually bring me joy or fulfillment or hope anymore. And so I'm going to stop and breathe and remember who I am and try to walk away from that old self and walk in the new reality of who I am. And I think, and what I said, you know, I explained it all for like three minutes and I said, you know, that happens a billion times in your life, 10 seconds at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And so I think, I think that's, um, I think that's part of what it means to be sober minded or Paul says somewhere else, you know, he says to take every thought captive to Christ. I think that's what it means is it's, it's not a, it's not a dutiful burdensome thing. Like, yeah, I got to walk around paranoid, but I think it is, it has to be a conscious intentional thing that, oh, that thing just came in my mind again. Stop. <laughs> I can't, I can't go there. I can't just let that, you know, I can't get on that treadmill again and, and run that, that thing that way again. I got to stop and, and head a new direction um, by the power of the spirit. And then second Corinthians three is one of my favorite places to go about even just what, what it is to be sanctified. And it says that we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are transformed from one degree of glory to the next into the same image. And so I think that's what it's saying. We stop in those moments. We, we look to Jesus um, as our everything and remember who we are and mm-hmm. why he's better than that stuff and his ways are better than that stuff. Yeah. Which sounds really easy, but it's like, it's like the hardest thing in the world. You know, yeah, in, in, and in, it, in one is, sense, this is the Christian this is life. Christian life. Yeah. I mean, like, this it, is normal. And I and I said on Sunday, like it happened last week for me, right? Like I I didn't take some thoughts captive, and I let myself run away with frustration, and then I sinned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I had to go back and say I was sorry. I think to six people is right. I think in my manuscript it said four, but then I thought of two more. I had to say I was sorry too. Um, I think you said yeah. six. Yeah, but I think in my manuscript I said four. Oh, okay, and gotcha. Then I thought in the moment, no, there were two yeah. more. So <laughs> I think it was actually eight. <laughs> Could be. If you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> let the reader understand. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think, I think it's just, that's, that is the Christian life yep. over and over and over again. So um, like, and I think just don't be discouraged if yeah. you find yourself having to do that. Like that's, it's an encouragement yes. that you're even yes. noticing or, or yeah. trying to pay attention to your thoughts. Yeah. And, and I think, I think on Sunday I said something like, you know, and by that process, you slowly mm-hmm. but surely yep. become more like Jesus. Yeah, you know, which it is—it's so much slower than I wish it was. You know, like, and, and and I think sometimes we don't feel the change. So I can often look back, you know, ten years and go, "Oh, praise God, I'm not like mm-hmm. that anymore." Um, but then, you know, right now it's like, man. <laughs> I wish I wasn't like that right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right. it's just, a, and I, th- I assume that's going to keep happening until I'm with Jesus and he's mm-hmm. patient with us. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, looking forward to more. You're on for Ephesians 5 for both sermons and then Bruce is on for the beginning of Ephesians 6. Yep. 
Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Is there something else? Nothing else? Nope. Crosstalk on the side here. Well, yeah. Thanks again for preaching, Yeah. Yeah.